Welcome to the Sports Study Podcast, episode 30. This episode is sponsored by Nobody. So today we got a couple topics to talk about. This is going to be an NBA-related episode, uh, NBA only. And um, if you got anything, any topics you want to talk about, send us an email at sportssteady at protonmail.com. Sportssteady at protonmail.com. And we got a few emails asking about the NBA potential offseason moves, the draft lottery, and NBA playoffs. And I've been asked why I'm hating on the Lakers. Well, well, not the Lakers. It was more about LeBron, but we'll address all that in this episode. First, I want to start off with the NBA draft lottery. Lottery took place yesterday, and the San Antonio Spurs are the winners of the NBA draft lottery sweepstakes. So they'll have the number one pick. They obviously they're gonna take the French kid, who will be the top pick, and the Spurs will go on another twenty year run to win fifty games every season. At least that's what everyone is thinking. We'll see. We will see. Now, well, that's a good and dandy story. Is that the best story of the NBA, uh, the NBA draft lottery? No, it's not. I'll tell you what story is pretty good and no one's talking about. How about the teams that are picking number two and three? Now, remember Brandon Miller, right? Brandon Miller is projected to go number two to the Charlotte Hornets, and Paul Allen will be drafting number three. Uh, Scoot Henderson, I think his name is. I'm not sure. I think Scoot is probably going to go too. I don't know if Brandon Miller will go too. Will Michael Jordan and the and the Charlotte Hornets take on Brandon Miller? Now, Scoot, I think he plays the same position as Melo, so I don't know how that works either. If I'm the Charlotte Hornets, I trade the pick for future assets and try to get out of that pick. Brandon Miller is radioactive right now, folks. Any team that takes something got to do with the, the with all the stuff that comes with it. You guys linked to a person who killed somebody. Do you really want to start your franchise off with that kind of play person? Now he did leave Alabama to the number one seed, but uh, the guy's a good player and all. But is he really gonna be a great NBA player? Nobody knows. He's a one of those one and done kids. So we'll see. Now, the transition to the number three pick. Portland has came out and said that they will trade the number three pick. It's trying to help Damian Lillard win a championship. Now, here's an interesting thought here, right? Because Portland fans were saying, and some of the media members were like, man, we thought uh, Damian Lillard was going to get get a chance to get the uh, the French kid. But would Damian Lillard really have been excited for a 19-year-old kid? Remember, Damian said he was not interested in a rebuild. So would that have made a difference, picking one or three? Because the kid, this kid is only 19 years old. There's no, how many years will it take for him to become ready to win a title? Think about it. He's, he, 
if he's in the right situation, at minimum, we'll say two to three years. Three years minimum. If he's at the right situation, everything goes right, meaning that he gets drafted, the team has pieces already there, they go out and get someone else. The timetable is two to three years. Three years, I would say, would be the minimum. Uh, championship contender, we'll say, in five. I mean, most great players, that's around roughly a timetable between three to seven years. Three, year three to year seven when they really see contender status. And most bad teams don't have great players to build off of. I mean, OKC was a outlier, right? I mean, Dwayne Wade got lucky in Miami that they had a good front office, but that's Miami. Uh, LeBron in Cleveland, he was just one guy. So, it's, and Michael Jordan in Chicago had to wait a few years for his number two to develop. So, what I'm saying is, you, uh, this kid's not going to come in right away and be lead the championship run. So if Portland would have won the first pick, would they have traded the first pick? Probably not. I think that Portland is already, if they was going to trade this draft pick, if they're talking about trading number three pick, they should, they should consider the fact that they might need to trade Damian Lillard. Right? That's what they should do. And I know this is not a good thing to say because, uh, you know, Damian Lillard is one of the, he's one of the best guys in the league and, and all this other stuff. But you got to trade Damian Lillard. You got to do it. You got the three pick. You trade Damian Lillard. You try to get some more assets. Um, you go over get future picks. This is your best chance right now to get assets. Let, because... You're not going to get no player is available that is going to make Portland a title contender in the next few seasons. Nobody available. Nobody. Not one guy out there. Now, maybe you might have been able to get a, a, a solid player that was ready for a contender if you would have got that number one pick. Or maybe even a number two pick. Now, a possible scenario here, and this is not a guarantee. This doesn't make what what moves does Portland have here? Trade three pick to Washington for Bradley Beal. That doesn't make you a title contender. Not out west. Uh, what else? What other options do they have? There's no player available that would make Portland a title contender. The only option they have is to trade Damian Lillard. That's it. Now you move Damian Lillard, you can get some pieces back. That will help you. That will. You'd be, be a rebuild mode, but it'll help you. But, see, but you're not going to get anybody right now that's in the draft. That's going to help you win a title. There's no free agent out there that's going to help Portland. It's just not going to happen, folks. Damian Lillard does not make plays around him better. He's a great one-on-one player. He's a great single player. But he's not a great team player. He's not a leader. He cannot turn a guy. This is why 
the greatness of all time greats like Jordan, Bird, Magic, and these guys, because guys around them became great by playing with them. This era, guys today are not great because of other guys. They're not great. And that's the problem. This AAU one-on-one league where guys only care about themselves and to down with the others. They don't want to share the spotlight. You want to be great, be a great role player. <laughs> so that's how I look at it there for Damian Lillard. I don't see any scenario where he uh where that works out. Paul, let's just trade Damian Lillard get over with. Now Another speaking of another guard who could be on his way out and headed to another team, James Harden, who completely collapsed in the playoffs against Boston, had like one good game that was it. Uh, as the Celtics eliminated the Sixers, James Harden is reports that James Harden may decline his player option. That's going to pay him about thirty-five million. So he's going to put thirty-five million. He's got to take it off the table, hoping to get a long-term deal. And he has some demands for a team that that will want him. He wants to go to a team that's competitive. He wants to go to a team that's a contender. He also wants to go to a team that will give him offensive freedom to do whatever he wants. Uh, good luck with that. I don't think there's no team out there that's... There, there isn't a team out there that has all of those things. There may be teams out there that have one of something else like you may be a competitive team out there but they don't have a cap space be a team out there that will let you do what you want but they're not ready to win uh you're not gonna get all of that james wishful thinking but it's not gonna happen so some people say houston he's gonna go back to houston well maybe maybe houston probably would give him a free reign but will they win will they be competitive probably not um, so I don't know what the options are for Harden. I just don't see it. So good luck with that, James Harden. Good luck with that. Uh, next. NBA playoffs. This is going to be a quick episode, guys, because I got stuff to do today. NBA playoffs. So game one. Well, let, let me go back a little bit first because we didn't we didn't do a podcast in three weeks, so a lot has happened. So we know we understand. Like I said before, the NBA cheated for the Lakers against the Warriors. Free throw disparity was ridiculous. Everyone knows about it. Uh, everybody knew about it. It was well documented. It had nothing to do with three point shots, considering the Warriors. I took just about the same amount, and in some cases, more two-point shots than the Lakers. And they still was not getting calls. So uh, the Lakers wanted LeBron. And more proof of this is coming out as there's been reports that a camera crew has been following the Lakers all season, has been following LeBron specifically all year because they're trying to make another documentary. Uh, the people who did the last dance have been following LeBron. Now, why would they follow LeBron James? Because they want to see his magical uh, championship run. 
There would be no reason to follow this guy if the Lakers planned on losing in the first round or losing at any point in the playoffs. They followed this guy because the fix was in. The NBA gave the green light. They said, hey, he's going to be our guy. So you follow him around, get videos, so we see him coming back. But the fourth quarter and many of the early series in the playoffs where LeBron has stepped up, and we see in game one of the West Conference Finals, LeBron James disappeared. But did he disappear on purpose? Was it by design? I think it was. I think it was. I think LeBron James is purposely not showing up, trying to set a narrative so when he does come back and win, he gets all the credit. That's what, that's exactly what's happening here, folks. This is all scripted. It's all freaking scripted. But scripted or not, we still got to talk about LeBron's failure in the fourth quarter, right? Scripted or not scripted? One for four, turnover, a brick three, free throws missed. You got to talk about it regardless. And that's what we're seeing here for LeBron James in the fourth quarter. What is next for the Lakers? I'll tell you what's next. They go to game two where they probably are going to win game two. Game two is a momentum swinger. If the Lakers win game two, they'll probably win game three. Then they'll go two games to one. And then the pressure's on for the Denver Nuggets. Um, yeah. So that's that. I don't know what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. Sportsteady at ProtonMail.com and email us, send us comments and who you think is going to win. Also, Celtics Heat takes off tonight. I got the Celtics at five. Celtics are the better team. I know I took a lot of heat in the comments for picking the Celtics. I'm also taking heat for the Lakers. Uh, People do not like you talking about the Lakers in a negative light. Getting destroyed every time I post an anti-Laker comment. It's all good. Keep them coming. All right, folks, that's it. Have a good week. We'll see you in the next episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Amazon. Everywhere that there's a podcast, you could find us. Twitter.com slash Sports Studies, Sports Study TV as well. Also on YouTube and Facebook. All right, peace. Sports Fades run by Sports Fan. Peace.